Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 149. Are you thinking of instructional coaching as a leader? I have a fantastic guest returning to TeacherCast is my good friend, Jamie Vandergrift. Jamie, how are you today? Welcome back to TeacherCast. I'm wonderful, and I'm so excited to be back. It is great to have you. I'm looking forward to getting caught up. You've got some great things happening, an amazing looking website, and we will certainly talk about a brand new coaching podcast that you've started. But as you guys are out there listening, I want to hear how you guys are today. Of course, we are turning that corner. It is almost August. We are looking forward to getting the year started. So much stuff is going on. If you guys haven't had a chance to check out the website, head on over to Ask the Tech Coach. We just released a brand new version of it. So many new things on there, and you can have access to our free membership site, our TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. Check it out today over there at askthetechcoach.com. Sign up today, and we would love to have you guys a part of the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. And Jamie, let's talk a little bit about this. You've been all over the place. You and I connected a long time ago. We've done ISTEs together. We've done virtual conferences. But for those who aren't familiar with your work, who is Jamie Vandergrift? Well, I am actually currently a middle school instructional coach in Georgia. Um, I have been an educator across the country. I started in Baltimore with pre-K, believe it or not, insane. That's where I was certain I wanted to be was with four-year-olds. Was really, really, really wrong about that. Um, I moved to Chicago and um, worked there working on master's and actually became a para in um, West Chicago schools. I learned a ton there. Uh, Then moved to the great state of Texas where I taught uh, third and fourth grade and gained a huge background um, in technology integration. And so I was so geared up and ready to go with uh, furthering my vision on technology that um, my my husband said, let's move. And um, I moved to this wonderful little Georgia community that um, I now live in and have lived in for longer than I've ever lived anywhere in my adult life. But uh, it is a much smaller uh, community. And so when I first got here, technology was not uh, really a huge gig. So... That's changed a lot, but at that time I decided to do some consulting. So I actually worked with Fulton County Schools here in Atlanta and I was a consultant for instructional technology and then pursued my EDS in instructional technology media at the University of West Georgia. And after that, I started thinking, what about educational leadership? That sounds kind of fun. Um, so <laughs> you chuckle, uh, but I then applied to be an administrative intern here in Fayette County and, uh, well, my second round was accepted. So I got a little taste of what being a leader in a school would be like, and then decided what the heck, let's get educational leadership certification as well. 
So I, uh, I navigated through all of that and then started applying for instructional coach positions. Um, I did not actually get the first couple that I applied for. I am a perseverer though. I kept going. And interestingly enough, a middle school instructional coach opportunity opened up in our county. And I thought, who in their right mind would hire me in middle school? I'd spent my entire career, entire career in elementary. And I went through the interview process and was offered the job. And so I moved into middle school last year and absolutely loved it. And so I'm currently that middle school instructional coach uh, going into year two there. Um, I do a few other things. I'm the administrator of the instructional coaching for the secondary level on Facebook, where a lot of very veteran secondary coaches are. We have about 400 people in that group, and there's a lot of veteran coaches there. Um, on, co on Facebook, I do have a um, coaching with JV page that I share too. Um, also on Instagram at coaching with JV. And I got a lovely little website called JamieVandergriff.com. Um, but I, I do, um, I do love just being able to sit down and, you know, work with others and, um, see where it takes us in the field of education. I certainly love the website and, uh, you know, you've, you've been all over the place. You've done an amazing uh, amount of work here and now you have decided to become a podcaster. Isn't that true? It is true. Oh my gosh. What have I gotten myself into? Uh, I have, I, you know, you remember back in the day when the blogging world, you know, I did the blogging gig and I, I liked it. And what I found was that I sat down to do it and I've become such a nitpicker of my like blogging and writing. I write it. I edit it. I know I'm never getting anything published if I blog again, because I spend so much time editing it and changing it. And so I thought, well, that I don't have the time for that. I really don't. Um, how hard can podcasting be right? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and so I did, I said, you know what, this is the summer where I'm going to jump in and give it a go. And so I've, I've given it a go. I'm only one episode in, but, um, I got, I, I got my feet wet. And that is what it's all about. And for so many coaches out there, the beginning of the school year is about getting their feet wet. And today, you know, we have come together to really discuss this conversation that we get a lot on the coaches network of, are you a coach? Are you a leader? Is there a gray area, you know, for myself? Um, I, I've been in a coaching role now for the last um, eight, nine years or so. And this year I decided to start my EDD program. So heading into educational leadership, um, or I should say at a different level. And I, I'm one of those people that believe that a coach is an educational leader. Um, you might not be a quote administrator. You might not be at that big table all the time, but you are the one that's sitting there and taking whatever happens at that big table and helping to visualize it the best that you can in all of your teachers. So, Jamie, what do you think on this topic here? Is a coach a leader? Are they two different things? Can these two positions coexist? Let's kind of open the umbrella here. Where are you on this topic? 
Well, I believe if a coach is given the opportunity, they can be a leader. And I, I firmly believe that it, the more I talk to coaches, the more I'm in these coaching groups, the more I see how different coaches are established. So our elementary coaches here are actually district coaches. I'm the only school-based coach um, in the county. And that, that is, is vastly different. To me, the idea of coaching, if you are are in a position where you can be a coach that connects with the leaders, that becomes part of the school culture, that becomes part of the, the, the network of the school and moves that school forward, yes, you're absolutely a leader in that school. And you're right, Jeff, it's not, you're not sitting around doing teacher evaluations. You're not dealing with personnel. You're not, that's, that's the, the admin responsibility, but leadership is, is huge in coaching. I have, go ahead. It's different, right? Like a principal, a supervisor, you know, somebody who is in an admin role is given the title of leader, right? Mm -hmm. A coach, however, I, I believe has that distinction of, of having to earn the title of leader. And I think that's, that's, that, that's, a, that's a keen separation there of you got to go into each and every classroom and earn that, that leadership vibe or that, you know, not really title, but every time you walk into a classroom, you got to bring it. You're absolutely right. And I, your actions every day point to that. And I know that there are always going to be, you know, rules, right? Coaches can do this. You know, there's these coaching mantras. A coach can do this. A coach can't do this. And I know that there's got to be some lines drawn in the sand. I, I know that if we just dropped coaches into schools and said, hey, school leaders, do as you would like, uh, I, we all know what would happen to coaches, right? They would be put into those catch-all positions. So I know right. there has to be some lines. But I also know that what makes me successful is that I have car line duty. So my teachers and I are side by side on the car line, right? I'm out there with them. Um, I'm out there at class change time when our students are coming back from connections and going back to their classrooms. I'm out there in the hallway with the kids, with the teachers, getting our kids, middle schoolers as they are, back to where they need to go in a nice orderly fashion. Uh, I'm part of that culture. Um, I work really hard to show them that I'm a part of that school and mm -hmm. I am equitably as invested and collectively as invested as they are in what happens with our students in that school. You really do need to define what your position is to them, because for some teachers out there, and we talk about this a lot, you know, you are the one that is in that trench with them, helping them building that lesson, maybe leading a PLC, leading a department meeting for others. You might just be, Hey, I need something. Where's Jamie. And for others, it might be, I don't have time to bother with this. I'm retiring next week. <laughs> you, you, you do need to figure, figure out what hat you have. Where are those, are those different roles? So you can be a leader to as many different people as possible. The question I have for you, how do you do that? Well, I think it's relationships, relationships, relationships. And some of those relationships come super easy there. I jumped in last year and my very first introduction to the staff because of you know the wonderful pandemic that we entered into mm -hmm. last year. Uh, my first introduction to the whole staff was a virtual professional learning via Zoom. That is the worst, yes. worst 
way you could ever be introduced to a staff. Um, but I made it crazy. Um, I did a whole superhero theme. I made it off the chains nuts. I was off the chains nuts. I did not take some, per, you know, professional, I am so coachy, coachy stance. I uh, went into that knowing that I was screwed because I'm literally having to introduce myself to my staff in this way on a zoom through professional learning. And so I was determined that I was going to make it as crazy fun as absolutely possible. And it worked. Um, I had so many teachers that stopped me in the hallway after that and said, Oh my gosh, that was the best PL. That was awesome. And I just, I knew that I had to, to do it that way. How did you do that? Well, what was that thing that made it so awesome and over the top? because I, w I didn't take myself seriously. I mean, I was crazy. We were talking about lobsters and I mean, I, I, I took a friend's episode and we were talking about lobster. I mean, it was, uh, I didn't, I didn't go into that PL with a, here's what you need to know about learning this year. Right. We were literally entering into an, I don't know what Monday looks like world. And I didn't know them and I was their new coach. So I had to take an approach of y'all. We don't, we we're all in this together. I'm here with you and we're going to be silly and we're going to have fun and whatever happens happens. And I think that, um, was probably the best possible approach I could have taken under those circumstances. How did you know to do that? Um, I, so many coaches try to, I, I don't want to say be wacky, but you know, go all in, uh, especially on that first meeting. Um, like so many of us are actually preparing for right now. The, I want to be the cool person. I want to make, I want to make that. In Quite often that first impression isn't exactly what you're planning for, right? Teachers are, are skeptical. Teachers are in their own world. I, I I'm a victim myself of trying to go somewhere and it backfired on me. Um, majorly backfired on me one time. How do you set that up? Is that having a conversation with the principal to say, here's what I'd like to try. What do you think? Is that uh, uh, running to different teachers and saying, hey, I'm the new person. What do you think about this? Or do you just take a deep breath and you go for it? Well, last year, unfortunately, it was a deep breath and go for it because we were masked, <laughs> we were social distanced. We were, it was, we can't be anywhere near each other to do a professional learning. Um, so in a perfect world, uh, I would have been walking up and down the halls, introducing myself to teachers, making that, um, you know, that connection ahead of time. That pandemic world took all of that away from me. This year, you better believe that that's going to look a whole lot different. Uh, they're still going to get crazy when they walk in the door on the first day. Um, I'm contracted to be there five days before them. So I'll be, I'll be all prepped and ready to go. Um, but that the you, you can't take yourself too seriously in this job if you if you enter into it with a belief that you have to be you know buttoned up and laced up and serious and people have to know how knowledgeable you are you're going to lose they have to know you're real they have to know you care they have to know you are equitably in the trenches with them and that you don't take yourself too serious can, and can you can you just repeat that one more time that is <laughs> That is right there, probably the most important thing that anybody walking into a job, walking into a new building, anything. Um, look, I'm raising my hand. We've all been there. We've all gone into our first coaching gig with I'm the certified Google master edu trainer, 
entrepreneur yeah. slash look at my badges. I know more than you. I'm here to save you. Um, for my own sake, Jamie, say that one more time. <laughs> it's a podcast, right? You, you can have it. That's how it works. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, I just, I didn't want them to be like, um, worked up in this idea that I was this professional coach that was coming to, to help them be better teachers. That's not what I wanted. I wanted them to see that I was real, that I was just like them, that I was navigating this. We don't know what we're doing on Monday world right beside of them. And I think that, that by leading this crazy PL that was like the top 10 ways to survive this beginning of the school year, uh, they, they got it. They realized that I wasn't trying to be some professional know-it-all rather. I was just there to, to navigate this, whatever this looked like, uh, alongside them. Now, one of the things that we want to figure out how to do is to be with the teachers. Uh, let's just, for, for lack of a term, be you know, be one of them. But you also do have this overlapping role where you do get a chance to be in those leadership meetings at a district level or at a building level, and you do get a chance to to try these other things with other people in your coaching realm. How do you recommend coaches kind of? you know, toe the line, straddle the fence. How, how do you become, you know, able to transfer yourself between both of those worlds, the classroom world and the leadership world? And, and, and what is some advice that you have for other coaches? Well, I think that when you're sitting in that coaching position and you're given the opportunity to move into some, some leadership opportunities at you, you take those absolutely. And you look, you kind of look around and you say, who am I with? And, and when you're in those scenarios, like for example, we have a new superintendent that joined us last year and he was super kind to send um, myself and a um, facilitator at another middle school to uh, a design thinking face to face design thinking, professional learning. And, you know, stepping into that, I was in a different County with different people in a very different environment. That was important for me to be able to professionally take that on as a leader and navigate how I was going to bring that back to our school and decide what to do with it. And I think that's the leadership piece, right? I went, I gained all of this. Now I'll tell you, we're a PBL school and we do project-based learning. And you and I both know that design thinking and project-based learning are not, not, hundred miles apart, right? The overlapping and overarching elements of these are, are there, right? It's approach. So a leader gets that information, does that learning, embraces that leadership opportunity, but comes back and decides how does this impact the teachers in this school? And for me, I have a couple of teachers who already want to do a little design thinking. They're already kind of thinking that. So to me, it was not take what I just learned and brought, bring it back and tell all of my teachers we're now moving to design thinking. It was bring it back and say, okay, well, I know this person and this person and this person, they're all kind of thinking that they feel like they are a little more design thinking than they are PBL. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk with them and get a little bit of discussion with them. 
um, talk to my administrator. We decided let's take a little group of people and let's work with this little cohort because they're already a little bit acclimated. They've already had a little bit of training. So I think the leadership piece is knowing is taking what you're getting and then bringing it back and saying, how does this impact the school and the teachers that work here? And you have to know truly when to push something out and when to kind of hold on to something and slowly move forward with it for the best interests of your teachers. And how do you know that? Is that, is that experience? Is that, uh, you know, A and B testing different things? Is that just go ask the principal what he or she wants? How do you know that you're doing the right thing? That is such an important point for coaches to understand. Well, that's where I think being in that school every day is my benefit because I know I walk those halls every morning. I come in, I set my stuff down, I turn on my computer, make sure nothing's burning down. And then I get out in the hallway and I hit at least two of our hallways every morning talking to teachers. How was your day? What happened last night? Oh my gosh, your kid's sick. Oh no, a new puppy. Oh, how exciting. Um, I walk the halls every morning. I talk to them. We talk about personal stuff. We talk about school stuff. They kind of guide that. That's their their world. If they want to tell me about the new puppy, I want to see the new puppy. If they want to talk about the what they the PL they watched last night and what they want to do with it, we'll talk about that. But they're in control of that conversation in the morning. But it allows me to learn a whole lot about my teachers every single day. And when you know your when you know your staff that well, you know which ones in the building are ready to go and which ones are taking it slow, which ones are ready to adapt and change, uh, which ones who are real comfortable and just need some time. But you have to spend your time with those teachers. It is it's all an investment in the time you spend with them, getting to know them and having those conversations. Totally agree. I run into a lot of coaches that, you know, hey, Jamie, how you doing? Do you need any help in the classroom? As opposed to Jamie, like, what what did you do this weekend? Like, how was your family? How How is that puppy going? Getting to know people on that personal level. I, I think you said the word relationships, didn't you? I did. Mm-hmm. Very important. What happens if that's not your strong suit? So many coaches are... This is generalizing, and if you're out there listening, cringing at what I'm going to say, please forgive me, but I find a lot of coaches fit one or two categories. They're either the um, later 20s who are new in the education world. They they know a lot of Google, Microsoft, and they say, okay, I'm going to become a coach, and they're there, but they don't have the teaching experience, or they're in their later 30s, 40s, and this is like their second career, mm-hmm. and what what do they have in common with those early 20 year olds who are just starting to try to make friends i know i'm generalizing forgive me but 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 how do you start those relationships with people if you are that generation apart or if you are completely separated or um i'm babbling at this but how do you make those friends and how do you make those relationships last in the classroom well, I think if you're if you aren't someone who values relationships, coaching is hard because no one wants someone they don't have a relationship with guiding the instruction in their classroom. So I think that if if that's not your natural gravitation, then you need to find you need a coach. You need someone to help you to to navigate that. 
And that's something I hope to do through this podcast. I hope to be able to reach out to people. If people are in a place where they say, I struggle with building relationships with teachers, I want to help you because that is truly step one. It is investing in connecting with people. And, and I, I firmly believe that there's, you know, two concepts here and there's the idea of communities and groups and you can be a group of people that work in a school and that group of people can all work towards a collective goal. That group of people can all work to, to, to influence and educate children, engage. And that's all wonderful. But a community in a school is about people who are working together, who care about each other beyond the idea of teaching and learning, but truly care about each other and truly invest in each other in what they're doing. And so my goal is that I'm, I'm working to build a community of teachers. I might not even be your best bet. We have a teacher that we have got last year. She, man, you talk about young and experienced. Dang, girl is off the chain. And there's days I'll say, go talk to Ms. Watson. <laughs> because, because she is, she's incredible. And at that point, I acknowledge she's got some experience because she's actually teaching ELA at this time in the middle school setting. She's got some experience doing that. I've seen her do it and she's doing it beautifully go talk to her. Let me, let me connect the two of you. I'd love to sit down with the two of you. Right. And so it's, you, you have to build the relationships, but sometimes know when your relationship with that teacher might be just reaching out and connecting with another teacher to give them someone that they can rely on and help them maybe a little differently than you can. Anybody out there who's listening is eager, I would hope, to be starting the school year. Let's kind of wrap up today and by saying a couple of our important tips. What should we be doing between now, let's say someone's listening to this early August, and September 1, let's say, when kids show up? And I know that there's gray areas in there for everybody, but what would you be doing right now if you were starting off on a coaching gig or even returning in a coaching gig? Like, What are you doing right now to get ready for that school year? Well, if I'm returning, which I am, um, I already kind of know where we ended the year. We've got a lot of data, which is really what my whole podcast of episode one was about. You know, you, you know, you left the end of the year, you know, what you ended the year with, you know, where your students were, you know, where your teachers were. You also might have some knowledge as to uh, replacements. Uh, How many teachers did you have to replace? How many new teachers do you now have on staff? How many of your teams are going to remain the same versus how many of these teams have now changed with new team dynamics? So if you have been in this coaching position and you're remaining with the school or schools that you're working with, you probably have a little bit of knowledge. And to me, that's where you're taking the knowledge that you have that you have and you're making a plan. So for me, I'm, I'm thinking about our state assessment data, what that means. Uh, I know that some big rocks we're going to talk about, it's going to be remediation and acceleration and the difference between those two. when we enter that school year. Uh, I know I'm going to have some new teams because we did a, we had a lot of hiring last year. So I know I'm going to have some different team dynamics. How do I work, you know, better with the teams that remain the same last year? How do I enter in with these teams that are are different? And um, am I ready to pivot if you know the team work that we do and our content planning meetings aren't aren't you know clicking? So I'm taking everything I learned from last year and I'm I'm adapting it. 
if I'm going in for the first time ever this year, I am a going to make sure that I touch base with that administrator and um, get a clear course of action of, do you understand my role? Do I know what your expectation of me is? Do, are we on the same page? Um, how do you want me to connect with the staff? What would you like me to do? And, uh, last year I was thrilled because my administrator looked at me and she said, build relationships. And I was like, score. Yes. Okay. Done. Right. I do that. Well, um, get with that administrator, know the plan, um, seek out any teachers that are already ready to talk to you. And I'm not talking about walking up and saying, Hey, what are you teaching next week? And how can I help you? But introduce yourself, find some common ground. Um, you'd be amazed at just the little tiny things that you find that then those teachers introduce you to some other teachers and you start to build and build and build and then get with the leadership team in your school and know what kind of professional learning needs to take place. Make sure it's beneficial and needed and helpful. Um, engaging, I might add. And, uh, and and start to navigate. But know, find your people, find your tribe, love them hard, because you're going to need leaders that are your partners. Uh, I was fo so fortunate that I have three administrators. I just lost one of them and I'm super sad. He got promoted. Um, but I had three amazing administrators who would say, you know, Jamie, I'll help you. You help me. I'll show you a little bit of my job and, you know, we'll work together. Um, I had a great teacher leadership team that I could reach out to this teacher when I needed to see a platform I didn't have access to so I could help another teacher. And, um, you, you got to build that tribe. It's not going to, not everybody in that school is going to love you. It's not happening, but build your tribe, love them hard and move forward one day at a time. I love that advice. Build a tribe. And that is what we try to do here each and every Monday on ask the tech coach. Don't forget. We've got a great free membership site. Our tech coach is our teacher cast tech coaches network. We're going to be starting back our weekly meetings on Wednesday nights at eight 30, probably in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for all of that stuff, but that's not the only place that you can find out great things about coaching. Jamie, you have a podcast now, don't you? I do. Oh gosh, I do. And you know what I've learned how, how easy it is to push it out to these platforms, but how long it takes to push it out to these platforms. So yes, um, coaching with Jamie, uh, is officially out. It's instructional coaching from a leadership view and it is on Podbean. But now Amazon has been my easiest run. It is already on Amazon music. So you can also find it on Amazon music. And if you're very, very patient, you'll also find it eventually on Spotify and Apple who I hear is having podcast debacles right now, but I bet they'll get that fixed. Mm -hmm. Um, and where else? Oh, Google. I'm waiting on Google and Pandora. Did you know Pandora now has podcasts? So I've pushed it out to all those platforms, but it does take a little bit of time. So patience, patience. We will definitely make sure that we've got links to Jamie's website, her Facebook group, which I just became a member of. And yeah. of course, her amazing podcast, which I am now a subscriber of. And Jamie, just all you got to do is promise us here that this is not the last time you're going to be on the show. We would love to have you come back and talk about everything as we go through the year. And and thank you so much. It is so nice to reconnect with you and catch up and learn about the great stuff. And if you guys have any questions, check out all the stuff over on Jamie's website. I highly recommend it. She is an amazing resource, has been a good friend to TeacherCast, and I'm looking forward to having her back. So that wraps up this episode of Ask the Tech Coach, episode number 149. And you guys know what comes next. 
We're going to be celebrating 150 episodes of Tech Coaching and also wrapping up the last 10 years of TeacherCast. That's right. We just hit our 10-year anniversary, and I can't say thank you enough to everybody for being there with me and supporting the network and, and downloading all the shows and great stuff. So join us next week on Monday. Sue and I are going to do a big wrap-up episode, and then we are going to be turning our sights to the new year and have some great episodes coming up as we go through this. Don't forget to check out all of our stuff over on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. And AskTheTechCoach.com is the great place to be for all of our tech coaching resources. And on behalf of Jamie and Sue and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.